Welcome to Lockbox, a podcast providing real estate professionals with action items for success. My name is Jeffrey Broger, and I'm going to be your host. I'm the founder of two real estate marketing and tech companies, Steezy.Digital and RealNurture.io. In this podcast, you'll learn from top 1% real estate and mortgage brokers the exact secrets to their success. Welcome to Lockbox. Welcome to Lockbox. My name is Jeffrey Broger, and I am here today with Odile Faludi. Odile, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So why don't you tell our listeners who you are and where you're from? Okay. So I'm from Sydney, Australia, and I've spent many, many years with startups, business development managers, sales teams, helping them win more sales. Sales is at the forefront of your business. If you don't have sales, you'll be out of business. So I love teaching about selling. I've worked with a lot of real estate agents. And my sweet spot is something called cold calling. But I don't call it cold calling. I call it kickstarting a client conversation Hmm. because that's what you should be doing. I love that. And we will definitely dive into some of your strategies. We talked about some really cool things in the beginning of this uh, prior to hitting record. So definitely want to get into that. I'm curious if you've had much experience personally with real estate, like real estate investment or anything like that. Not mandatory. I know you mentioned about you've trained real estate agents, but I'm just curious if you have exposure to the power of real estate in general. Yeah, we love We love property, my husband and I, so obviously we own our home, uh, but we have multiple units that we own and um, property has always been the best investment for us. We've tried the stock market and seem to just uh, shove it down the toilet in that regard, but um, property, you can't go wrong with. I love that. Yeah, so you have the understanding of the power of real estate. And then you've also empowered real estate professionals to close more deals. So why don't you talk a little bit about um, the power base as you, as you talked about in the beginning? Okay. So I think when it, you always need to go back to basics, it doesn't matter if you're a rookie or you're getting commission of a million dollars a year plus. And the basics is... You're in the business of talking to as many people as possible. What do you do for a living? I have to talk to as many people as possible (laughs) to see if I can solve their problem. What's their problem? Their problem might be their downsizing, upsizing, moving state, closer to schools, all sorts of problems, and you become the problem solver. So... A lot of real estate agents tend to want to widen their network, which is exactly right because your network is your net worth. So the more people you know, the more you can monetize that network. That's the business you're in, monetizing your network. All right. But sometimes we forget about the people that are closest and dearest to us. And these people already know us trust us, and we have a relationship with. However, we have this stigma, I don't like to sell to friends. It's best to keep it separate. Or I don't want to sell to family. I keep it separate. But I find that 
absurd because you should be leveraging off the know, like, and trust that you've already got with that person. Because when you go to the outer network, it can take years to build that relationship that you've already got established with that person who's in your closest network. Amongst those networks are other networks. So I call it the eight circles of influence. So if you wrote, did eight circles. In your first circle, you've got family. And if you list you go down all your family, there are people you can talk to about do you, what, what, what part of the property cycle are you in? Are you an investor? You're a homeowner? You can have that conversation. The next circle of influence is your friends. The next circle of influence is you, you're actually going to go into little groups like who was your bridal party? Who was everything associated with your wedding? your community, your religious community, where you worship. That's a massive network. Or your sporting, or your charities, or your kids' activities. If they do swimming, tennis, soccer, all the different sporting, well, guess what? Every single one of those has got a network of parents that you can talk to. So, you can get into thousands of people to talk to, which are in your immediate group. I would say that's very true. And it's often overlooked. A lot of real estate professionals, they will go straight to like lead generation and some of the tactics that work. I mean, I have a lead generation agency, right? Like I would be remiss to, to not value that as a, as a source of new incoming potential deals. But at the end of the day, if a new agent comes to me and says, hey, I saw what you did for XYZ broker, I really want that same system, I would tell them to first start calling their sphere and their own list and close some deals and like, you know, get some deals under your belt with those that you know, because you are overlooking so many opportunities and, you know, going down that paid advertising path, it takes a commitment of time, money and energy to have that actually turn into transactions later. Why? because you're trying to build that trust with someone that doesn't trust you yet. But you said it right in your description. These people already know you and they, they like you and they're in your sphere and they trust you. Like that, that is overcoming so much right there. So I love how you talked about the circles and having like family in one and, you know, sporting in one and the religious and spirituality in one. And like, you just list all the people. When I was a sales rep, it was called, who do you know who? right? Who do you know who does your, you know, your general practitioner doctor? Who do you know who is a dentist? Who do you know who? And it would just like, uh, Jeffrey, one of list. your circles would be lead generation from website digital marketing. That would be mm-hmm. one you could incorporate into one of your circles because they've come through the website. They've made the effort to contact you. So it is a bit more. So you could put that into one of the circles. You could just keep branching out. So it becomes branches and branches and branches and you'll never run out of leads that way. Mm, I love that. So once you have the lead lists or the branches or the circles, whatever you want to categorize it as, what then? What's your, your favorite method of outreach? I like the phone still. 
Okay. And it can be tricky because a lot of people don't pick up the phone. But I think the key is to get a mobile number, not a landline. I think the key is if the call is missed, you can text them. Text is really effective. And it's about giving something of value. So it's not ringing up for a chit-chat. It's ringing up and giving them something. So no, if you're, if you're targeting a suburb and let's say you're ringing up your friends, you would want to know everything that's going happening in that suburb. What are approvals for, for new building and, and infrastructure and road changes and is there a supermarket going there? What's happening? And I would want to be that pillar of knowledge so that when I ring a friend, I go, hey, John, do you know that there's going to be a change in traffic in your street? They're making it a one-way street. Did you know that? It's been approved. Or did you know that there's going to be a 7-Eleven 24-hour store going up on the corner of your street? That's handy. Something that they don't know, that you know, because why? You've gone to your local council. You've gone and seen what are the developments in the area. Did you know that there's going to be a 60 units going up in the street horizontal to yours. Most people want to know what's going on in their area, but they're just too busy to know. Yeah, that's smart. I heard that positioned as being the reporter. So you don't have to be that the source of that information, but you could go to real estate conferences. You could look on real estate websites that you have access to that the consumer doesn't. You could be, you know, having certain news outlets or or your your finger on the pulse of certain local authorities, municipalities, and f- figure out news to essentially report then to your people. And you can do that exactly. via phone, via text, via email, via. Right, and, and then you have that excuse to call them with value. Or you could do a letterbox drop or you could knock on the door or you could invite them for a cup of coffee and catch up and then during the course of the conversation go, hey, mate, did you know, are you aware? These are phrases that have a hook and you should always attach to it a statistic or, you know, 45% of stats show that people who live in close proximity to bus, schools and local shops have a higher return on their property than those that you have to get in your car to drive to. I don't know. I'm just making up some stuff. Yeah, but some th- numbers are sticky, it, to, to your point, right? That, that's a copywriting trick as well in marketing. When you're writing a headline, a method to strengthen a headline is to include a number. And, you know, five tips to automate your real estate lead generation and follow-up. Rather than automate a real estate lead generation and follow-up, it's five tips. And it's like, oh, interesting. It's kind of hooky. It's sticky. It's memorable. So that makes sense. Yeah. The other thing is go garage sales. I think making Sunday and choose the areas you want. You know, if you want to sell in Bel Air, go to the garage sales in Bel Air. Um, Garage sales. Yeah. I mean... You can, first of all, you can pick up some really cool things because someone's junk is someone else's treasure. Put that aside. You're going to meet the owner of the house then and there and you're mm. going to ask a question, just wondering, how come you're having a garage sale? And they're going to say, oh, we're decluttering, we're getting ready for sale, we're thinking of moving, um, we're renovating, whatever. 
you start the conversation. Interesting. So what was previously looked at as something, you know, you drive by, you see a garage sale sign on a Saturday and you're like, as a real estate agent, nope, you're like on the way to an open house or you're doing something else. Now you could just simply turn in for five minutes and guess who's out there with all their stuff in in their yard waiting to be talked to is the homeowner. <laughs> and there you are with your so business simple. card saying, actually, I'm on my way to an open up the street. I sell in your area. Here's my card. Love to love and come, love to make an appointment to come and visit you next week. Oh, I it. love that. It's too easy. That's called low hanging fruit. In Australia, they'd say that's simple as. That's it. Easy as. Easy as. <laughs> awesome. So, with the garage sale, with the cold call, or as you say, the client Kickstarter, with the the different circles, and then them branching out. This seems like a phenomenal strategy that could keep an agent busy, you know, following up with leads after leads after leads for a long time. I'm curious if you have any types of scripting or anything that's like a a linear approach to your model so that the agent doesn't spend time on, on busy work and like making contacts, but not knowing really how to take it to that next step. So, yes, it's really important a relationship is not built over one conversation. It's built over touch points. So the first touch point is, hey, John, I just drove in your, I just happened to be in your area last week and I noticed your house is looking amazing, your garden, so compliment. Your garden is magnificent. You must have a very green thumb, right? Saying something nice is the most important way to start the conversation. Then you're going to say, hey, mate, look, I'm working with some other clients in your area. I'm selling X, Y, Z in your street. I just, there's a lot of things happening in the area. I was wondering, could we catch up for maybe a 20-minute coffee catch-up? I'll bring the coffee. I'll fill you in on what's happening. You don't say any more. You just build curiosity. He's going to think, well, what's happening? Let's, are you happy to make a time now? How do you take your coffee? I'll bring it. That $3 cup of coffee from the corner barista, let me tell you, that is a very savvy marketing tool. Why? It's true. He's not, he's not going to cancel. Why? He wants you to bring that barista coffee, especially if it's in the morning. Saves him going to pick it up. Right. Okay. He's going to bring me a nice, fresh, my favorite barista coffee from the corner up the road, my favorite coffee store. I'm not going to cancel. I want the coffee. (laughs) I love that. You're going to spend 20 minutes with him and you're going to give him so much value. You're going to look at the house and, oh, wow. Because people, Want an agent who loves their house. You've mm. got to, you in sales, belief is everything. And if you think this house is just fantastic, you will sell it. If you think it's a piece of crap, terrible, you can't sell it because there's no love. Yeah. So even if it's dilapidated, you can visualize. An empire being built there, something beautiful. 
Right. You can see it for better than it is. So it's about being creative. Can I make a comment on, on this Please. approach? Awesome. I love this approach. I love how it gets you in the door. It gives you, it's a, an appointment that won't be canceled because of the coffee. It, you know, you're admiring their house, you're complimenting them. In the beginning, one tactic that I heard to make compliments feel sincere because a lot of agents, I think, are apprehensive to make a, f- a comment and then have it be received as a f- like a false comment or something is you, you a compliment, false compliment. You would say, you know what? I always walk by and I just admire your garden so much. And that's the compliment, right? But it still could be kind of be construed either way. Here's how you take it to the next level. You say, and I say that because I've tried my hand at gardening and I just can't keep things alive, right? Yeah. And yeah. you you give them a reason. I say that because, right? And when you go that extra step, I found it always comes across super sincere and memorable. I remember someone doing this to me like earlier in life. And then when I learned it later, I was like, that's what they were doing. That's why I always loved that being around that person because every single time I walked in the door, they paid me a compliment, but then they justified it, which made it more memorable. So the joining and- word, Jeffrey, you're 100% right. So in sales, the joining word is because. Mm. I really love this because. Because is the key word. Yeah. And attention to detail. So let's say they've got a a red door or let's say they just redid their garage or let's say they've got a beautiful tree in blossom and you say, that tree in blossom is amazing, right? Be attention. The devil is in the detail. That's what shows your sincerity because it's not just a generic thing. Oh, I love your garden. You could say that to 15 people. But when you actually pinpoint something, oh, I notice you've got a little fountain. That's such a nice touch, something that shows you actually did see that garden. So I think it's a combination. It's about researching relevance. You need to do a drive-by, have a pen and paper, and be writing notes about each property. What did you see? What did you like? What do you think you could improve that you could talk to the owner about and say, you know what, very simply, if you did a couple of things, you could add probably a couple of K, a couple of hundred thousand K to your house. Very simple. People pay big bucks for these three things. And this is what I noticed from your property. That would get me in the door. Yeah, definitely for that coffee date. And then from the coffee date, then you are essentially at a listing appointment, right? So then you're building rapport, you're walking the property, you're telling them the market updates and the things that you've you've noticed. Hey, did you know this? Did you know that? And you're complimenting them. And then through that conversation, they'll probably just kind of forfeit the answer that you're looking for, which is like, I'm thinking about selling, right? They'll probably just say it. Um, and then there's also, of course, direct ways to go about it. You know, are you considering selling or buying a new property in the next year, right? Something like that. I think you can even go another way. Tell Please me all the reasons. Me. Tell me all the reasons you like living here. Love it. Tell me all the reasons you don't like yep. living here. Okay. You really want to hear what the house isn't fulfilling their dreams. So 
This is mm. a great house. Is it fulfilling all your needs? I notice your wife's pregnant. You've got a couple of kids. Um, is it big enough? I wonder, is it big enough? That's, that's pretty good. What you, that's what you want to get to is, is it fulfilling its purpose? Right. Because it could be a great house, but it could be just too small. Mm-hmm. Very true. I love that. What do you like about it? What don't you like about it? And then guiding them down the rest of that conversation. Awesome. So when it comes to, you said cold calling, and then also before the the podcast, you mentioned door knocking. So would this kind of be a, a method of door knocking? When you talked about walking by and complimenting the garden, is that someone that you already knew or someone that, you know, could be a perfect stranger can, and just make, it, make it friends? You know, I think we need to go back to basics. A lot of businesses were built on door knocking. And, um, you know, as long as you're professional, and I always think two people is better than one, and you've got something to give that person, it can work. It's hard now with COVID. I don't know how the door knocking would go in the States if people are scared. I don't know. Yeah, not not so much in the US anymore. I know Australia is more strict. Um, yeah, we're very strict. Uh, don't forget also your social media platforms. You've got of thousands of friends on every platform and there's no reason why you can't be reaching out to them saying, hey, haven't you know, we haven't spoken for ages. I'm actually in your area next week uh, visiting a client at, at uh, in your street, love to pop in and bring you a cup of coffee and have a 20 minute catch up. How does that sound? Love that stacking appointments, very yeah, important. So that, that, that is very important. And if I could comment on that, that's when I was in sales for Cutco um, out here in the US. If we had an appointment that was like across the city, I'm like, man, I only have one appointment in you know. East County, South County, or even even if it was somewhere super nice, like, man, I have one appointment in Orange County. It's like an hour and a half drive. Why not book five more? <laughs> right? why, not, why not fill up my day in that area? <laughs> yeah, I, I think you have to hit street by street and try and get as many houses in the same street or suburb. And you work by suburb and you just smash it out. Yep. And... Why not, when you book that one appointment, ask for referrals before you even get the sale. Hey, I'm going to drive up from, from San Diego, happy to, to do it. Do you know anyone else that's buying or selling in the next year that, that you know, I might be able to just sit down with while I'm up there in the area, right? Like you can, you can ask for those referrals. I, w- I would do it. And what's the worst they say? Oh, no. But then you still have the appointment with them. So what? Or they say, actually, yeah, my, you know, my sister might be thinking about it. She could, you know what? She'll just come over. You'll meet with both of us at once, right? Or something yeah. like that. And you're like, oh, just got two appointments, not one. So having the courage to ask is key. And having the courage to just go door knock is key. But then I think so many people overthink it. Just being friendly about it, right? Just Yeah, don't, be don't be too attached to the outcome of every conversation. Hmm. Uh, you will get people that are rude to you. You will get people who are not nice to you. And unfortunately, that's business. It's, it's, it's really off, but that's how it is. Yeah, absolutely. So any other strategies or best practices that you'd like to share? 
I really think about, really think of all the things you can give that would be of value. Can you put together a report on, you know, the 10 the 10 things you must do before selling or how to make the 10 ways to maximise your return when you sell or the top 10 mistakes most buyers make. Different reports, different things that a checklist, people love a little checklist, a to-do list, something you can give. So you're always giving something, you're always leaving something of interest. And I think it's also very important to document your successes. So if you had a really big sale in a street, you need to hammer it. That's when you need digital marketers to, you know, let the world know that you had that massive sale. You need to leverage off success. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. You can springboard. You can springboard. You can always get more always get more. Yeah. I, I would say the best agents, they compound their success, not only in the terms of referrals, but they also, when they have a big sale, they then do a postcard campaign to the entire community, you know, saying just sold, right? Like how much is your home worth kind of thing? They will then, if they're really top, they'll run a digital marketing campaign as well. Like you mentioned, you know, just sold, you know, 100K over asking price, you know, boom, 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 like the details of the transaction, little story, maybe something about like the X factor that helped, you know, get it over the top and how they reflected them as a great broker in the area and a little like QR code or a, a website to go to, to get their own home, free home evaluation. Like to do that will help generate more transactions from one transaction and enhance the ROI. So it's really important. Yes, and front load your month. So really increase at the at the beginning of the month, that activity you should be tripling. You know, really set yourself up for success every month by tripling the level of activity, especially front loading the month because it can take weeks before anything happens, months. So you've really got it. It's it's all in the level of activity. I love it. I love it. And is there a question that I should have asked you or something that you'd like to expand upon from earlier? No. What I would suggest is if you want to learn and understand, one, how to cold call, two, how to get more sales appointments, jump on my website. I have a fantastic online program. What's taken me 15 years to learn, I've condensed it and delivered it to you in two hours. Now, on top of that, I include a free consultation with me after you've done the program on Zoom. And I will help you with scripting, with more ideas on prospecting on every angle from beginning to end. I think it's US $79. It's cheapest chips. It's currently, I think, $200 off. So I'm doing it as a New Year special. Grab it. It's really an investment, tax deductible. I can say with hand on my heart, you're going to get so much value out of it, so many ideas, and it's for the rookie or the sales expert. 
I've trained managing directors of major corporations. I love that. I will definitely link to it below. Really tremendous value there. And I, I certainly know my listeners will appreciate it. So, Odile Faludi, well sales done. trainer, Sydney, Australia. Really appreciate having you on. And speaking to you reminds me of my days studying abroad in Australia. I was just up there in Newcastle, so not too far oh, north of you. Lovely. Lovely. Yeah. Well, but, good uh, to talk you. to you. And I'll send yes. you all the links now. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. If you want to accomplish your real estate goals, then I highly suggest downloading my free ultimate real estate goal setting framework. The link is in the description of the show and it will help you break down your annual income goal into the amount of phone calls, appointments, or open houses you need in order to achieve that goal. Thank you so much and we'll see you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.